Welcome to the Creative Land Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com slash cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So while we're waiting, um, Tanya will be back here in a minute, and here she is. Um... Just wanted to share with you, we're really informal. We've been doing panels together for a long time, and we really love it when the audience participates. Like, we try to build it into our timing of our panel that you guys get to talk to because we're all here because we're excited and we love Loki, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to hear, like, as we're talking, if you have a thought or you have something to add, jump on in there, okay? Because we really, it's more fun that way. We don't want to do all the talking. Um, I'm Jennifer, Jen, um, we're part of, we've been doing panels under the Roynish Turtle Conservation Society for a long time, that's a Game of Thrones reference, it's a super nerdy right. reference to turtles on Mother Roin, <laughs> yeah. I wonder where that came from, and um, we have other friends, uh, uh, we're from the Phoenix area, but we have other friends that join us like for different panels, so it's just Tanya and I today, but I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah. We're like the two sides of the Tuscon delegation, because <laughs> we always seem to be the ones that are able to come, and that's fine, because like like our group of our group of cohorts, we're kind of a mixed bag of interests, and so when we come here, it means Jen and I get to talk about whatever we want. Which is pretty awesome. Which is, and who doesn't want to talk about? Yeah, and so. Yeah, like I'm Tanya, and we just, we like to nerd out, and we like to talk about nerdy shit with each other, and with all of you. We're pretty excited, I'll be completely honest, we're pretty nervous about this, because we haven't sat in front of people for two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we've nerded out, it's been in our homes, via text, <laughs> or video. <laughs> it's nice to be back. It's nice it is. to be back. It's nice to be back. It's been a little overwhelming, but in a good way. Yeah. So, yeah. And we've got some um, random MCU-related quiz questions. Here, I'll let you first set the stage for what we're talking about. So, yeah. uh, As all of us know, Loki kind of became a pop culture phenomenon whenever he first appeared in the first Thor film in 2011. And he's just kind of gone on to become like a beloved villain in the MCU. Uh, we're going to discuss Loki's character evolution throughout the MCU from that point up to the his series on D+. We might even, if somebody, if anybody wants to, we could even kind of chat a little bit about how he was portrayed in the What If series. Mm-hmm. Um, and how over that, over time, he kind of starts to resemble his mythological counterpart a little bit more. 
as far as like you know in stories he's not necessarily like a villain he's just He's just this guy that is both the cause and the solver of the problems. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about him as the clever, the clever god of mischief from the myths and his general qualities and share some stories. And like he's got a really long history in the Marvel comics as well as a really rich mythological history. We're going to mostly be narrowing that scope <laughs> um, necessarily to the MCU and then the retelling of some of the old stories that like I've read in Gaiman's version of stuff and just from different articles I picked up here and there. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of like the expectation of the scope. Yeah, okay. So quick question. So like I said, we're gonna be, for you guys who just walked in, we want lots of participation and we're gonna be shouting out some quiz questions on the MCU side. So um, who is, do you know uh, where Loki's the rightful heir to? You guys remember? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, see, I better keep it. Well, not high. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have had prizes I could throw at you guys, <laughs> but I don't. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, who remembers how did Loki sabotage Thor's coronation? Let's drop giants into the vault. Yes. Yeah. Woo yep. So let's talk a little bit about this. So I'm going to kind of go through the MCU. Um, it's going to be kind of just reminding you guys of the stories, and we're going to chat about it, um, your thoughts in relation to the, the myths. So Loki, of course, um, in the MCU grows up believing he's Odin's son, right? Mm -hmm. And that Thor is actually his brother. And we know in myths, that's not the truth, right? He, right. he thinks he's his blood brother. Well, he is his blood brother. But um, in the MCU, of course, he's jealous of Thor right he feels like he should rule instead and when he later learns that he's the biological son of the frost giant lafe um and thor's to be crowned we see loki's scheming side come out right yep mm -hmm. and um he lets the frost giants into asgard leading to a string of events that of course lead to thor's banishment to earth uh, in the first Thor movie. And um, with Odin falling into the Odin sleep, Loki takes the throne for a short time until Thor returns and Loki falls into the world leading the sanctuary, which is the realm of the other. So let's talk about that. When we first see Loki in the MCU, is, is, is that what you guys were expecting of Loki? I mean, who here knows about mythology of Loki? Okay, so a lot of you do, okay. So what were you guys, was that the Loki you were expecting? Not really. No? What did you guys expect to see out of Loki? I understood Loki referring to as the trickster and things like that. So I think it kind of followed what I would have thought of the Loki. Mm -hmm. I was expecting somebody a little more confident because Loki is yeah. the one who always gets into trouble but knows how to get out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I cut her hair. And then I'll help you get a wig. Yeah. yeah, I expected Loki to be a little more um, harsh and um, not uh, what's the word? Um, not really caring. You know that he's like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and he's kind of enjoying it. And he's also enjoying the fixes to it. It's like, and he is like kind of cold to it, and mm -hmm. in, in the. And he's not really an MCU. He doesn't pull back 
kind of be, uh, I'm not saying this right, but kind of withdrawn, kind of uh, not immune. I cannot think of the word. That's okay. I cannot. <laughs> that happens like, to me all the time. <laughs> you know, pulled back from it. And he's just doing stuff for the sake of loving to do stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care too much about who he does it to. You know, he just is doing it because he can. You should expect more of a prankster. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't really see too much of that in MCU. Who, have you guys, um, what did you guys think of Thor? I mean, in general, who was a fan of that movie? Or did you feel like it was just... <clears throat> I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the third one better, but. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys feel like, I mean, obviously, um, with Kenneth Branagh, did you guys feel like there was, like, some people were analyzing it from a Shakespearean side, right? And that that kind of shaped mm-hmm. how Loki was portrayed. What do you guys think? Did you see that element, that Kenneth Branagh Shakespearean element in that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the. Uh, Hopkins and Milton together. Yeah. They're like Hamlet or something. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're Shakespeare trained, so. Yeah. So they're, they've all done Shakespeare before. So. It was stiff. Yeah. The first two movies were very stiff. That's well said. I think so too. Um, we really, well, I mean, Ragnarok's my favorite. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. I mean, how could it not be? Right? <laughs> He's a friend. But it was very still. Um, speaking of of going into that, so, um, well, when we move into the Avengers movie, right? Let's let's move into that. We see Loki at his worst coming out. He's the big bad, right? Mm-hmm. He's the villain. Um, he wants to subjugate Earth. And he believes it's his divine right to rule, right? It's his glorious purpose. And um, he ultimately, of course, is defeated by the Avengers. And this is where the alternate timeline begins for Loki series on Disney+. Plus. Um, and we'll get into that. But, I mean, did you guys, like, who here has seen the Disney Plus Loki? Have we all? So there's no spoilers? No? Okay, spoilers. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should watch it. You know, definitely watch it. So good. Um, I felt like the Loki and the Avengers personally just didn't um, resonate for me as what I expected from Loki as the trickster. And I'm going to have you kind of talk a little bit. Tanya's going to jump in with some myth, um, just examples of kind of Loki at his finest. Yeah, I was like, in mythology, Loki. Yeah, he's very different than MCU. He's that guy. He's yeah. <laughs> he's basically he's somebody that the god the other gods they find him incredibly annoying because if something bad happens, it's usually his fault. Mm-hmm. But they also kind of like having him around because he's really clever and he can usually figure out a way to fix whatever it was, whether it was his fault or not. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of him as like he's not really a trick. He he's. Like he's a trickster and he's also like he's the problem solver and he's the fixer and he just in the stories he's not really a villain he's not really a big bad he's just kind of this guy he does things for laughs he doesn't really think about the consequences or he comes up with schemes that are supposed to work out and then sometimes he just has to really go with the extra mile to make sure that they do um we like in 
we see him, we do see in the MCU briefly whenever he like he shapeshifts, whenever he shapeshifts into Steve Rogers. And there's a really good meme that I've seen going around that was paired with an interview clip where I guess there was a part when filming where he had the shield and he had the hammer. And he said that he took a picture and he sent the picture to like Steve and Chris, um, to both Chris's. And it was like, you're not getting them back. (laughs) And he does it, he does it in mythology too. Um, Like, there's some great stories. Like, one of the stories, should I go and tell both stories? Tell one of them. All right, I'll tell. Talking about another one later. I'll tell one of the stories that I really like. Um, the gods decide that they want a wall because you know frustrations are a problem, and they want a big wall to help protect Asgard. And a master builder shows up, and he claims that he's just you know he's the best. He can build them a wall such as they have never seen in only three seasons. Yeah. And as payment, he only wants the sun, the moon, and Freya as his wife. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, the gods all get together. Loki says, look, let's tell him to do it in one season without any help. He'll never finish, so we won't have to pay him. And we'll have, our, we'll have the foundation for a while. We can finish it ourselves, and it's fine. And it turns out there's more going on with this builder and his horse than meets the eye, because this guy works at an astonishing speed. Like, he takes off, goes to a quarry, comes back with just mountains of stone, lays it all out, and then they start to realize... That they're basically screwed. Yep. The wall is growing. <laughs> Loki's like, oh wow, whose idea is this? This is terrible. And they are all like, well, it was your idea, and now you have to fix it. So Loki's like, you know, it's fine. He says, well, the next day, like this beautiful chestnut mare appears in the meadow. Uh-huh. And it's just bounding through the meadow, nibbling grass. Then he gets the attention of the builder's horse, who's a st- fine stallion. And Loki kind of like, well, sorry, the chestnut stallion. <laughs> like, you know, disappears into the woods. Um, the sorry, the mare. And yes. the stallion goes after him. And the builder's looking around. He can't find his horse. So he tries to do it himself. But, you know, then, you know, there's a confrontation with, between the builder and the gods. And the gods reveals him that, the builder reveals him that he was a giant. And. He kind of, you know, he leaves. Contractor disputes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's, there's a significant contractor dispute, and the builder leaves. Well, nobody, nobody sees Loki for a long time. He just disappears. And then, some time later, some months later, he reappears, and he's leading this gangly cult with eight legs, named Slepnir. Uh, and he never likes to discuss the horse's parentage. <laughs> and he gave the horse a gift to Odin. And that that's one of my favorite stories, just because it's it's so ridiculous. It's so a Loki story. Yeah. So it's totally a Loki story. And they even made a joke about Loki having been a horse on an episode of Supernatural once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he took one for the team, literally. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so and yeah. now Odin rides his grandson. Yeah. Only he knew. Oh, he knew. Being Odin and all. So, you know, we hear these stories, right? Like with Slipnir, and um, and I I see Loki with his divine right to rule and his glorious purpose, and I I just think of those stories, and I'm like, 
I want more of that <laughs> with me in the MCU, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just as a reminder, so we have um, the Avengers where we, we steer off, right, on, on Disney Plus. Um, but in the MCU, of course, Thor returns Loki to Asgard. Odin sentences him, right? So he's in the dungeons. And through the actions, his actions, when the Dark Elves invade, um, we know that Frigga's killed. And I think that in the MCU, that really had the, an impact on Loki and his realization of his involvement. And Frigga was so important to him. And um, of course, Thor later frees Loki to help him defend against the Dark Elves. And when Loki fakes his death and returns to Asgard to remove Odin from the throne, he then successfully rules for a couple of years until Thor is able to, of course, uncover his deception. So, um, let's see. Let's have a quiz question. Um, I'll jump ahead because I'm kind of giving some of them away. Um, which realm did Loki attempt to destroy with the Bifrost? Yep. Mm -hmm. um, how about this? Which Infinity Stone did Thanos task Loki with retrieving? Oh my gosh, you are amazing. <laughs> You're like the best Loki ever. <laughs> it's Loki. It's Loki. <laughs> right? Um, how about um, what did Thanos give Loki in a deal for the Tesseract? Um, yeah. <laughs> Talking about the scepter and the right to control Earth. Or yes, the right. yes. That, was the, that was the bounty. Mm -hmm. yeah. and the scepter was the tool. All right. Yeah, but help controlling Earth, right? Um. So. So we know that like Thor uncovers that Loki's been, um, you know, portraying Odin, and he's like, okay, where's Odin? They go to Earth to find him, and. Um, isn't he in like New York? He thought he was in New York in an old folks' home, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> oh my gosh! And um, we kind of feel like this is a real turning point in Loki's character development, right? Because in Ragnarok, um, this just—it was less stiff. Like we were talking about before, there's a lot better comedic timing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. And um, you see a more playful, mischievous side of Loki, I think, in there. And, um, you know, he's funny. He's no longer the big bad. And ultimately, he helps Thor, right? And um, helps him defeat Hela and causes Ragnarok and the destruction of Asgard, right? Um, so, no, it's just, you know, a little thing like that. No big deal. No, no big deal. And so we think that Loki's shift from being the ultimate villain to more of this mischievous trickster god of myth happens because of fandom's love, right? And we're not sure if it's the love of character, or, uh, the character itself, or the love of Tom, or both, mm -hmm. right? Because so many people love Tom Hiddleston. Yes. And um, we feel like his evolution up to his death by Thanos is continued in the series from that point. What do you guys think? Yeah. He definitely gets to play Loki and play at yeah. playing play Loki. At, yeah. You know. And he's loving every second of it. Yeah. I think he's, uh, people really uh, resonate with him because he's a perfect reflection of who we are. You know, caught up in a role where he thinks he's this thing. 
um, this person more is called the control, ruling whatever. And as he learns more about the universe around him, the surroundings, and his, the implications of his actions, um, especially going into the Disney Plus, you see him still wanting to be that trickster by having the upper hand, but at the same time he's battling, knowing what he knows as far as what, you know, he's now the role that he's playing is someone who, you know, potentially is saving the universe or, you know, so it's like you can see that struggle, you know, especially mm -hmm. in the Disney Plus. Yeah, you really can. Well said. Like he started off at one thing and then and then he has these implications. Oh, he sees all this other stuff and he's like, is this really what I should be doing? Seeing all the different perspectives that from yeah. in, the MC, uh, in the Disney Plus series, you know, being able to see the perspectives of himself through a different angle. Yeah. It was like, it was really cool. That's pretty much, you know, you can call that you know, lightning, awakening, or being more mindful of your own actions. Mm -hmm. It's like that's that struggle that he, he's kind of in within the yeah. Disney Plus series. I actually thought that was kind of a clever way to catch his character development up since he splits the timeline when he like pieces out uh, whenever he's been arrested by the Avengers mm -hmm. and I thought that was a really good way to like a speedy character development like this is your real or whatever they call it's it good and so he has to then experience all of it like everything at once. And you get that full emotional gambit that he's watching. Ha ha, I screwed my brother. Oh, mom. Oh, yeah. And he realizes that her death, that's when he realizes her death is his fault. He finds out that, like, when he died, it was a useless like, Thor, Thor basically, like, held him and cried over him. And I don't think he realized how much Thor cared. That he had a second unconditional love in his life. Right. Yes. Mm. So like there's there's a lot of fan art out there and speculation and it's like we need them to meet up again and so Loki can give Thor a hug mm -hmm. or something you know show him that he cares too yeah like there's a piece of fan art I saw where they see each other and they're like he's like brother and Loki just flings himself at Thor and gives him a bear hug and Thor is like at first what <laughs> and where's, then returns the it knife? because he's where's like the right? yeah. Um, so, again, um, we talked about the timeline, um, and the character arc, or the character arc, how it picks up from Infinity War, um, really, I think, I mean, there's just so much to say about the Disney Plus series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, because <coughs> it's, it's, it was well done. It was well done. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting that they're going to give it a second season. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see where they go with Celie and, yeah, you know, how he feels about her and how she feels about him. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the stuff that we read um, in yeah. preparing this is that, like, Loki is basically queer coded. He is mm -hmm. a magic user. He doesn't know which. Like in a lot of the stories, magic is typically like so a lot of magic is typically a feminine trait, mm. and he got it from his mother. Mm -hmm. He does not embody the stereotypical masculine traits. He fights with his wit and with daggers and magic, all things that are considered to be more feminine weapons. He doesn't have any issues shape shifting to whatever needs to happen. In um, <laughs> what? what was that? 
a ladyboard. Right, you You do what you gotta do. You do what you gotta do, exactly. <laughs> Whenever they have to dress Thor up in a wedding dress to get his hammer back and pretend to be Freya, Loki's like, no Best problem. Gag ever. I'm, gonna go. this, I'm gonna be a beautiful woman to go and go with you and be like, you know, just don't say anything. I'll do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and like in the, just to make a brief comic reference, it's been that way in the comics for years. Mm-hmm. He like gender fluid, um, dates whoever, mm-hmm. and then the like their only real commitment, the commitment to that in D plus was you get to see like his intake, and it says like gender is I think it said fluid, on in the on the form, and there was a line that he had where he, like princes and princesses, and pr- princes and princesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is a lot of moments, and there is a lot of discourse in the fandom that he has a crush on Mobius. Yes, and, and he's a romance at the very least. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. for me, the part in the part in the series, whenever they're in that weird garbage dump in between place, mm. and Mobius and Sylvie come like you know <laughs> yeah. crashing over the hills the in a terrible car, <laughs> yeah, and they get out. The look on Loki's face when he looks at Mobius, it's just as joyous as when he looks at Sylvie, and it's like, this is great, you guys. The yeah. fact that they yep. came for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it, the Assembled, which is the background of the different yeah. shows, it's on Disney Plus, and they have a Loki making of. Oh, cool. About an hour, hour and four minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it talks to all the actors and the, the writers and producers. So it's very cool. And, and it reminded me of that when you talked about Mobius because uh, which Wilson? Owen? Owen, yeah. Owen, Owen. Owen Wilson and Tom Middleton. You can see there's a great actual camaraderie with the actors. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So it's called Assembled and then it's okay. Uh, WandaVision, all of the ones that they've oh, done. Oh, yeah. nice. And What If and all of them, they, they do a making of for each of them. That's so, nice. So watch nice. the Loki one, because it's good. Thanks. Oh, cool. All right. I, I always think that helps, too, whenever they get along in real life, because otherwise, yeah. like... There's no chemistry when they're yeah. acting. There's mm-hmm. nothing... And just as an aside, I think my favorite moment in the entire Disney Plus series was whenever they went back to Pompeii and Tom Middleton, a classically trained <laughs> actor, <laughs> Gets to like leap onto a pile of stuff and yell at people in Latin. <laughs> that must have been like glorious. Like, just, he's like, I get to do what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just Tom Hiddleston is just loving Loki. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I saw, you know, back in the in the before times. There was like Ace Comic Con where they would like hold it in a big stadium and it was just like they bring out big names to talk about to talk about stuff like celebrity panels all day and we went to one i went to one with a friend and tom hiddleston was there and he said that he told this story that when he read for they read when he read for thor he didn't know who he was reading for they had him read for i think both and he didn't know what he got until like much later because they were like who, the people doing the casting, they just sort of like picked him and Hemsworth because they were like, yes, these guys. Mm-hmm. And then he dug it and he read all this Loki stuff. <laughs> and he told a lot of good stories in that panel and he helped some, he helped a girl with her Shakespeare homework. Oh, wow. <laughs> and 
I think I've seen an interview where he said he will play Loki as long as the MCU will let him. Yeah, yeah I saw that too. Well, it's got to be a lot more fun. That's totally gift to us. Totally. Once YT, you know, cracked the code and said, you know, Norse mythology is really just from scrapbook stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. loosened up and they have a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I guess before the Loki series, I mean, Loki's been around for 10 years in the MCU. Yeah. And the showrunner, I think they, they refer to her as like the head writer since there's somebody who oversees all of that stuff. She had him teach Loki school to everybody to bring them all up to speed and talk about his character. <laughs> And I was like reading those articles, like, man, can I go to Loki school? <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. One thing, um, going back to the queer coding, that we had both read this really great Tor.com article talking about how much it meant to the community in terms of having Loki come out as gender fluid in, mm -hmm. in the, the show and about how it, you could tell it was filmed differently. like. They called it the feminine gaze. Yeah. Right? Because the, the person who was basically in charge of the show was a woman. And they had women in the writer's room and just in many roles behind the scenes. Mm. Representation matters, you guys. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but it was a really good tour.com article in case you guys are curious. Um, um, I pulled it up so I can tell you what it's called. It's called Loki as Other. Why do queer and female viewers love the trickster by E.J. Beaton? So, nice. It's good stuff. Quiz. How long did Doctor Strange let Loki fall? <laughs> I'm falling. For 30 minutes! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, like, You've completely earned your Loki badge already, but now it's just like I'm in Personified. love. I'm in love. Which yeah. animal did Loki once turn it, Thor into? Uh, Hello, Madame. Um, I'm show really quickly. So mm -hmm. You see him with They go through the ground. Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Um, okay, who says we, my friends, have but one part to play: the God of Outcasts. Was it Loki, Sylvie, or classic Loki? I think it was classic Loki. Classic. 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 classic Loki. Who here didn't, I mean, classic Loki was amazing. I can't see the name of the actor. I'm like blanking out. Do you guys remember? Oh. He's done so much. Yeah. He's done so much. He's done a lot of stuff. But in Garb, he was just fantastic. It, yeah. I mean, it was, I can't think of who it is. It was comic book accurate. <laughs> It was so good. It was kind of like accurate. Are you looking at that? I'm looking it up. Richard Grant. Disney shows, because Disney was classic Wanda and Quicksilver. And Wanda didn't show at all. We do it. That was a great homage. Yeah, I like the fact that, I mean, we like the fact they went away from the comic book costumes because they do tend to look stupid as the movie. But going back and saying, yeah, you know this look. And the guy, Richard Grant, um, he actually had posted a photo of himself in his classic Loki costume. And he, said some, he made some reference to, I guess, when he was much younger and he got, wanted to get into acting, his father would make comments about, like, you know, like, hey, you really want to spend your career in tights? Because <laughs> he was in the, like, stage and Shakespearean acting. And he was like, oh, and the tone was kind of like, well, Dad. <laughs> 
tell us another. Tell me a story. <laughs> well, tell me a story. There was another really good story. Um, in my notes, I called it the wedding of Freya. And well, one day they all thought they Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, has been stolen. And everyone thinks it was Loki. Thor goes to Loki, basically, just like out of the blue, just goes to Loki, like, don't tell anyone. You need to help me find it. So Loki's like, your secret is safe with me. <laughs> so then he goes to Freya. And he talks to her about it because he wants to borrow this cloak that she has of feathers that'll allow him to help fly, help him fly. And then he sees this giant hanging out, some this giant hanging out named Theorem, and he talks to him about it. And Theorem's like, "Yep, yeah, it is gone. I took it." <laughs> and he says that well, he wants to marry Freya in order to get it back. And Loki's like, "Okay." <laughs> So he brings this news back to Asgard, and Freya understandably does not like this outcome. She's not really pleased with this this thought process, and um, I don't know why not. Yeah, <laughs> she becomes she becomes so furious that the walls shake and the cats that usually pull her chariot they hide behind her furniture and they won't come out. And Thor doesn't see the problem. He's like, I I'll get my hammer back. It's fine. Freya should want this. <laughs> All he wants is her hand. What's the problem? She's got two of them. Oh, and Loki's like, shut up, Thor. And then, like, he goes on again, and then Freya and Loki together, they shut up, Thor. <laughs> so the gods all gather together to talk about this, this problem, and Heimdall has a plan. Dress Thor up as Freya and send him instead. Yeah, play a trick to get the hammer back. So everybody loves this plan. Except for Thor. Except Thor. <laughs> he doesn't want to dress up as a woman. He doesn't want to wear skirts and finery. And they convince him to. Basically, the goddesses get together and they they kind of like pool their resources and they dress him up real nice. And he wears a full veil because you know one must be modest when going to meet their their groom. <laughs> and Loki transforms into an elegant woman to accompany Thor as a chaperone and maid servant. And after Thor's all dolled up, they set off. And the trick actually works, and you know, and he, he basically does tell Thor, like, don't say anything or you'll ruin it. And just let me do all the talking for you. And so they, like, you know, he basically, like, they talk their way through this feast. And the trick is actually working. And, um, like, but they're all very shocked at, at you know, Freya's appetite. Because he's just, <laughs> you know, just shoveling the food in and... And so then, like, Loki starts saying some stuff about, like, oh, well, you know, uh, she's just been so nervous. She's been fasting. She's been fasting, and this is, this is a lot. And, well, Thurm then brings out the hammer, and he's convinced to lay it on the lap of his bride-to-be, and at that point, Thor picks up his hammer and just starts laying waste to everyone in the hall. Uh. And, you know, at the end... Everybody's dead, but he had a good meal. <laughs> and Freya's happy because everybody, because she got to stay, because people keep trying to marry her off. <laughs> if I were Freya, I'd be pissed. If I were Freya, I would probably just leave. I would move somewhere else. <laughs> or like, 
make my cats attack somebody. <laughs> so let me ask you guys a question. Hi, thank you. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you think will be Loki's new glorious purpose? Oh, wow. Going forward. Maybe restoring Asgard. Okay. Ultimately, I mean, it was, you know, it can't be exactly, but maybe finding a new place for it. Mm -hmm. You think he'll find his way to new Asgard here on Earth? Yeah, maybe so. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. That would be really, I want that to happen. So we find out he's the other guy on the Xbox. <laughs> I, that would be so fun. <laughs> Loki's trolling gamers. Do you think um, when we think of like the Disney Plus series, do you think for his glorious purpose, it's merely to oppose Kang in future episodes? Or do you think it'll be more nuanced? I think he's going to be like a foil against Kang, using everyone else. You know, like comic book, he'll like set the Avengers in Kang's path. And just watch what happens. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's totally like how Loki does it by not doing anything. Except for one little thing. Do you think he's really changed and evolved? Yes. Yes, you do. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think you know, Sylvie we don't know really what she's where her head is, but right. Loki is to me it's pretty obvious that he's kind of fallen for her in kind of a big way and so he's kind of changing a little bit because of that emotion that is frankly unusual for him so uh, yeah I think that yeah he's changed you, you don't think do you think he was trying to play her at the end or yeah. do you think it was real I think it's real I, I think, think it's real he's to love himself from a certain point of view <laughs> yeah. well yeah, yeah. You know, for once, he didn't put Loki first. He put the other Loki first. He put the other Loki first. And the fact that it wasn't a con, you know, it was... It's yeah. real. Yeah, I really like Sylvie. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Yeah. I like her a lot. At first, actually, I did not. And no. then, as it progressed, I was like, okay, yeah, she's gorgeous. What was it about her that, that you didn't, you know, you didn't connect to? What what made me like her, I think, was understanding what happened to her. Gotcha. The origin and how she, mm. and and then going, this is how when you have divergent paths, that that the same personage could go in different directions and then yeah. converge back to each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So at, at first, I thought she was just really abrasive and obnoxious, and I thought. Oh, I didn't even think there was going to be any inkling of romance or any of that at all. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, because it, it wasn't it wasn't like moonlighting where you you know oh. constantly. <laughs> this was not that kind of foil. They were they were adversarial, but it wasn't like there was a spark. And then it 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 was subtle. Oh. It was just more subtle than that. Mm -hmm. and, once I realized what had happened to her as a child and yeah. all the crap she had to go through to get to this point, then I she grew on me and I was like, okay, she's Yeah, like 
I kind I kind of liked her at, at, when she was introduced, just in the way of like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Loki, Loki now gets to face somebody that's basically kind of like he used to be. Loki got out, Loki. right? And who just who's done different things with her magic? And when you see when she was taken, and like you said, like all the crap she had to go through to get to this point. And you learn that basically, that like, all these people have just been plucked out of their own lives and brainwashed, and now they work for the TVA, and it's like... That's like the ultimate victimization. Go, Sylvie! Yeah. Go! She, she's a revolutionary trying Take to take the people. Go get them. And it's yeah. like, and just when I think about that, it's just so sad, because you see this little girl playing with her toys. Yeah. And these people come in, and they drag her up, and they make her disappear, and they just torpedo her whole world. Yeah. It's just <sighs> and to go back to fan art, I spend a lot of time in online fandom spaces, especially the last year. <laughs> when we can't do things like this. But somebody drew some really beautiful fan art and I think somebody called it like an alternate world where Odin's not a dick. And there's a picture of Sylvie's playing with toys and Hella's brushing her hair. Uh-huh. And it's the sweetest thing. It's like, <laughs> Helen was done dirty too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> was it? Yeah. 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 And thinking about um, Hella, um, I mean, that just like makes me think back of the myth, like how different she was in Ragnarok, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how. From what she was in the myth is this like awkward girl that gets put in charge of like an, an area of death, right? That that she where she can feel like home, right? It's she just half corpse, you know? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Loki's daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a big difference in big sis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have I have one more story I want you to tell us. Which one? Um, I think you need to tell the story about the hair. Do you remember the story about the hair? Uh, I remember the story about the hair, yeah. Um, Thor, like one day he wakes up and Sif, the lady Sif is bald. Oh, dear. Like bald, bald. Not shaved bald. There's like, there's no hair at all. And he goes to Loki and is like, what did you do? Kind of thing. And he was like, yeah, I just. It was funny when I thought about it. Yeah, he just did it. He just did it to do it because it'd be fun. And he's like, oh, but a little jealous. And he's a little bit. But then he was like, oh, it's not going to grow back either because he took it all the way out. (laughs) And so then he has to do this convoluted way to fix it because, again, Thor, like, you know, up against the wall, fix this. (laughs) And so there's these two different workshops. I think of them like workshops of, like, dwarves. And they all they both make beautiful things and they like to compete with each other and so he goes to one and he tells him that the <clears throat> asgardians are holding the contest and he needs to make the most beautiful things and we're going to crown a winner and so they set about making some stuff and he goes to another one and he tells them the same spiel and then he says but one of your items has to be a beautiful golden wig that will affixed to someone's head and act and be like real hair and he's like all right we can do that so then he starts overseeing some of them and 
one of the workshops didn't want to do this. He had to make deals with them. And like one of, I think it was one of them in particular was like, well, you know, that they, they made this bet. And if Loki loses, he has to let them kill him. Oh, he was giving away his first head. He was giving away his head. His head. And so obviously he doesn't want to lose his head. <laughs> so he starts, he does a lot more shape shifting and he'll like transform into these like biting insects to try to like rattle them so that something is just a little bit off. Like because he wants to make, yeah, because he wants to make sure that the other workshop wins so he doesn't have to give up his head. So like he goes through all of this effort and then the day comes where everybody's going to come and be judged, and that's how. According, this is the story. According, how Thor gets his hammer, and Odin gets. I believe Odin gets how Odin gets his spear, and Sif gets her hair, and Loki gets to keep his head. <laughs> I know there's. I know there's some other details, but I forgot to read it again before we came. And it doesn't end up well for the dwarves. No, no, it really doesn't. There's a lot of really great stories. But once again, Loki manages to slip by. Yeah, yep. pretty much. And he, you know, he saves his, he saves his ass because he got sips and hair. <laughs> Ladies in the wigs. Uh-huh. So, random question. Who, which is your favorite variant? Oh boy. Go. Hmm. I, I want to see more of the kid Loki. He's got he's got a story there, you know. Murdered everybody, you know. Murdered everybody and took charge by twelve. Oh, dude, did, did you, did you yeah. see like so to speak like like our Loki's face whenever he was like <laughs> I murdered Thor, and Loki's like yeah. Well, I sent snakes after, but I didn't murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? Favorite variant? Okay, I, everybody loves the Jamie Alligator. Yes. Oh, that, that is true. But I, I, mine is classic I, I, because all, it all played out in, in the storyline. That was um, cool. Yeah. I, I hope we get more of that. I hope so. I'd love but, to see more. Look it up. Uh, a gal did a cosplay, I think, at Dragon Con, mm-hmm. and she's in a stewardess outfit with green. That's a variant! That's so good! I saw it, that is so good. Delta's a variant. She had a podium and everything. And the, yeah. yeah, it was so cute. That really clever. Fun. And I think the golden horns were like on a pin, like you know how you have your wings to mm-hmm. fly. That's good. That's good. Subtle. That is fantastic. Yeah. Anyone else favorite variant? I don't know if I really had a favorite, but I really was intrigued by like the one that um, I heard referred to as boastful Loki. He, I think he had hammer. Or, or no, that was President Loki. That was President Loki. Boastful Loki, I think he had furs. Oh, um, yeah, that had the like golden long hair with the full size hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't know about you. Yeah. He probably's also taken over Asgard. Maybe. That room where all the variants showed up, that, that scene mm-hmm. was pretty great. <laughs> there's always yeah. the D.B. Cooper Loki. <laughs> Who here was, um, Random question. Who here was absolutely crushed at the end when um, 
Loki shows back up and you see the big statue of Kang and he's not recognized. Mm-hmm. He, I was brushed. Yeah. He needs to start all over and take over that joint. Uh, no. I think they had such an important relationship and then... Yeah. I think what I said when it happened, when my husband and I were watching it, I just went, no. Is he at the wrong? Is this the wrong TVA? Is this a multiverse? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And then you see the the statue pan where it starts all over. Yeah. yeah. I like. Do we think it's the wrong TVA? And he got. Oh yeah, I think he got dumped into, into, into the multiverse. Alternate universes. Because yeah. I'm thinking Scarlet yeah, Witch could... and Doctor Strange are gonna hook up with Loki in the wrong multiverse. Yeah. There's. Multiverse of Madness should be really interesting. And then Strange yes. is going to say, what did you do? do? Yes, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah that's going to be good. I hope. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. Do have another quick question? Um, would you like number 10? Oh, what were Loki's last words to Thanos? Well, that would be a bad. Yes! That was your good. <laughs> so good. Well, it helps that I've been watching, like, I'm on YouTube and we've been watching all the MCU movies. I've been watching them and watching the movies for the first time. Oh, oh cool. And I found that in the last couple of days. So I've been watching. So oh, it's fresh. It's fresh, well, fresh super, super fresh. fresh. That's yeah, cool. that's great. And who is not even the guy I'm watching? Uh, Seb Sean. Yeah, he's never seen them, but they've seen the movies before. He's watching them all the way. Oh, wow. Nice. Wow. Release date order. That's, that's so, commitment. He finally ended, he finally got to the end game. It was balling. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, and he took shots of vodka and Pepsi Diet, and they were by the end, he was like, I'm just going to take one for everybody. <laughs> 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 and I was like, dude, this YouTube idea is not worth alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see if we have one more. Um, well, we kind of gave some of this away, but we'll we'll ask anyway. Where did Loki put Odin whilst under his spell? You guys remember the name of it? <laughs> oh no, can't remember. Was it something like Golden Acres? Or it was Golden Shady Acres. Shady Acres. Right? You were close. Yeah. You were like 50. I was like, there. I forgot if were they stealing something from Asgard? You know, the plains of Asgard. You know? Um, which German city did Loki attack? Um, um, I should know this. What was that? Stuttgart or Stuttgart? Yeah, Stuttgart. 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 Yeah. Like, I don't know if something. Yeah. Didn't any of you guys watch what if, the What If series? No, no. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. Well, it's my, good. It's good. My head just kind of spin around. It's got, so. I mean, like, we, I don't know. They had fun with it. They had a lot of fun with it, and there's some really fun Loki content. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a point, like, because, I mean, it's it's what it says on the tin. It's what if. Yeah. And um, I was, like, talking, I was talking to Mike, Jen's husband, one time, and he he had messaged me to say that he thinks that all the scenarios in What If 
are to just make people realize how screwed up everything could be and that we should just all be grateful for what we have. <laughs> 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 because in what in the what in like in that series, there's some really heavy, depressing stuff. Yes. And dark. like but when they introduce Thor, he's been raised as an only child and he's he's like a party god. He's the party frat boy. Yep. Yeah, he's the party he's the he's the party god, basically. And he shows up on Earth and then like he like it's like he sends out a beacon or something and all these other people show up and you get to see what would happen. Like Loki was raised in Jotunheim and he's like mm-hmm. he's a frost giant. And yeah, it's like Thor he's Brother from Loki. another father came. And <laughs> Like, but it, this whole partying thing is a problem because people show up enough and it creates like some sort of like when you cosmic techno babble cosmic ragers that just that causes planets to to be destroyed. Oh dear! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, party Thor is great, and Jane and Darcy are in that one, which is nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. And but it's a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having us. Yay. <gasps> Where do we block? Is that a doctor's? Crunches when he sees Hulk. When he's just like, because <laughs> <laughs> that's totally Loki thing. That, yeah. that, that's good. That is good. That goes hand in hand with I've never seen this man before. <laughs> <laughs> Help me out, since I I can't I can't say um, what the when he throws him. The yeah. Loki ragdoll scene. Yeah, you know how it feels. Yes. <laughs> what is yeah. it? Play, play get help. Get help. Get help. Get help. Get help is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get help. No, no. no. What, do you, what do you guys think? Favorite looking moment? It's that one. Is get help. Well, I like the scene kind of right before when they're sort of like arguing or whatever, and then uh, a guy comes out of the elevator and Thor just blasts and he's trying to slide up, and Loki's just like, that's my brother. <laughs> I, I, think one of, I think mine's also from Ragnarok. And it's kind of whenever Valkyrie and Thor are arguing, and Loki's just sitting very politely tied to a chair. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, like looking around, flying every so often, just saying, like, Excuse me. <laughs> Can we make this about me, please? <laughs> Anyone else on this side? Favorite lucky moment? Do you have one? Didn't say no to Ragnarok. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. I mean, the first two movies were good, but Ragnarok was so enjoyable. Ragnarok yeah, was so the fun. love story to the fans. I guess, I guess yeah. there's. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's just a rumor, or if it's true, but like I heard something that like 
Hemsworth wasn't sure he really wanted to do anymore and let, because they'd been so serious. And then they get like Taika Waititi came in and was like, hi there. <laughs> and, like, yeah. And he gets to be funny. <laughs> because he's so funny. brilliantly funny when given a chance. Yes. <laughs> the timing was so good, wasn't it? How about you? Favorite yeah. moment now? Yeah. All right, I just love them all. I mean, it's hard. It really is hard to choose. You know, I just thought of one when, where, you know, right after he finds out um, his mom was is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's in prison and he's, you know, Thor. He's like, yeah, whatever. And then Thor leaves uh, the and yeah, the illusion scene. Yes, yeah. it comes away and he's oh. just like absolutely devastated. Yeah. You know? The prison is all wrapped. And the fact that he's so disheveled. Yes. And you're just like, yeah. Loki, let yourself go. Wow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Please. Come on. Like, yeah. really like in the old sagas, he's one of only two men that know Volva magic because she yeah. taught him, you know? Yeah. It's and like. I think there's, there's a line from when he's in prison where he's like, You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that good. scene does just like yeah, it's it's hard. And even like in in this Disney Plus series, when this Loki watches, has to watch it. Yeah, you see yeah. him. I think you see him just crumble. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston is so good. He is so personal. I know Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, I know. Like was what? In War Horse? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, I heard about that, but I haven't watched it. Terribly sad movie, but very good as well. But it's a great scene where um, they're on horses and they're the, the cavalry and they're riding towards the Germans and they don't know that they have machine guns. Oh. It's the first time on oh. the scene. And he's riding with Dr. Strange, uh, and he's on his horse. And they're riding together and they're just charging and there's this great scene where they go, it's completely silent, you can barely hear the gunshots going off. Oh, and it goes to his face. And the director gave this note that was like, Don't look like sad or anything like that. I want you to look like you're an eight-year-old boy and oh. seeing the death. Oh, and it was beautiful. Wow. Well, like, sad, but yeah. that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. It's a beautiful scene. Thank you, guys. Oh, look here. Let me just speak and get them. No, no. You see the horses coming up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see the horses coming up. They're grooming. And the riders are gone. It's just a little Oh, thanks. You guys, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for holding me. Thank you for holding me. It's tonight at 8. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to go down to the photo. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.